Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris, that's Dan, and what are we going to review today, Dan? Well, we're going to review what many people consider the best episode of The Simpsons of all time. As a matter of fact, one of the leading fan pages where I've actually gotten a lot of information is even titled Last Exit to Springfield. Mm-hmm. So this is episode 17 of season four. It originally aired on March 11th, 1993. It is, as I said, Last Exit to Springfield. I have seen this on a top of a lot of lists as well. Um, I believe the reason why is because it is a very, very relatable episode and features some real classic bits in it. Yes? Wait, would you agree with that, or? Uh, I, as an overall episode, it doesn't rank that high for me, but there is some of the be- bits and parts are some of the best stuff ever. So I can see how even even that is like, oh yeah, it, it ranks. Right, exactly. So, like, there's always, uh... It, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy to go through an episode like this because you know it's popular, and you, you're trying to figure out why it's popular. And when you're done, you're kind of like kind of like what you said. I'm like, well, this isn't one of my personal favorite episodes, but I get it. I absolutely get it. Matter of fact, we are closing in on my favorite episode of all time. We're almost there, aren't we? It's going to be within the next couple of weeks, I believe, without giving anything away. Because I know what it is. It's like my, my number three all-time favorite episode on my personal list. It's in my top five. It's in everybody's top for a reason. It's not Last Exit to Springfield, folks. We'll just say that. So, yes, let's, uh, let's discuss Last Exit to Springfield. First of all, on the chalkboard, mud is not one of the four food groups, Dan. Uh, back when we had four food groups and then one year, suddenly we have a pyramid and then we learn now, we learned in the last 10, 15 years that that, even that's bullshit. It really is. Yeah. And then we get the, uh, the couch monster gag family sits on the couch and morphs into a monster. Seen it before, but it's there. So it starts off at a fancy soiree. There's the, the quartet and everything. And there's this guy, and he's like, let me introduce you to Swank. This is ten times more addictive than marijuana. They're like, oh, and then they toast to human misery, and out comes McBain. Out of the ice Ice sculpture sculpture is McBain. And it's like a Venus de Milo ice sculpture has no arms. Yeah, it has no arms, yet massive McBain is inside of it. <laughs> and then he delivers an Arnold Mr. Freeze line. Ice to see you. He does, and Arnold's not Mr. Freeze for another four years. Nope, but it's there. Simpsons did it first, bitches! Simpsons did it first. <laughs> and he just shoots everybody at the party, including the quartet guys, the guys yep. that just want to eat cake. <laughs> he shoots everybody but the bad yes, guy, the right? the guy holding the cake, and then the other guy grabs the cake. Yep. <laughs> then he, he gets shot, too. The other guy catches the cake in midair. Oh, my God. 
so good. And then we realized it's Homer and Bart are watching it on television. But yeah, here, McVeigh, have a salmon puff. And of course, as soon as he bites into it, it knocks him out. And then the best part is uh, Bart's like, that is an evil dude. And Homer's like, oh, it's just a movie, son. There's nobody that evil in real life. As we cut, cut to... To Mr. Burns, sitting in his office, awaiting to hear from the head of the union. Yeah. He's Chucky he fits you. <laughs> oh, my God. The friggin' uh, he's watching the window washer dangling for his life, and he's just he's laughing at it. Yeah. He's like, where's that damn union leader? He's 20 minutes late. He's like, uh, I don't know. He hasn't been seen since he promised to clean up the union. And then we see a football player running a play, and there is clearly somebody buried on the field. Which, is, of course, so. is a classic reference to what they believe <laughs> happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Yep, exactly. That he's buried Stadium. at Giant Stadium, which by now they would have exhumed him by now because about 10 years ago they rebuilt that stadium they built a whole new stadium yep so we would have known they would have found him or they did find him and the right people hushed up the right people it's a possibility (laughs) i mean we're dealing with union laborers right there's always potential connections to the mob because without labor unions the mob suffers so they they work with each other it's a real thing so, of course, Burns is like, oh, we'll just go over the union contract ourselves. Look at this, Smithers. Benefits. Perks. A green cookie on St. Patrick's Day. It didn't used to be this way. And we get the ultimate flashback, right, to the old Cracking Adams plant where it's we're in Springfield, 1909, and there's little boy Burns with his curls and his lollipop. And his grandfather runs the company, owns the company. Split those atoms. They're hitting mallets with with sledgehammers. Turn out that pocket, boy. And you see that he's, he counts that the guy's got six atoms in his pocket. Because you could totally see atoms with a magnifying glass. We could see him without him. Yeah, without him, yeah. We saw him, the audience. <laughs> you can't treat the working man this way. One day we'll form a union. We'll get the fair and equitable treatment we deserve. Then we'll get too corrupt and shiftless, and the Japanese lead us alive. And he just laughs. Those sandal-wearing goldfish tenders. (laughs) And then, of course, modern-day Mr. Burns is like, we should have listened to that boy. (laughs) And he's like, we're going to avenge my grandfather and get back our, and he just looks through the line and goes, dental plan. And that's what he chooses to target. Meanwhile, at the painless dentistry, formerly the painful dentistry, we see the the evil dentist grilling Ralph Wiggum. How many times a day do you brush? Three. Three. Why must you fill my office with lies? And then Ralph starts crying, I don't brush. I don't brush. And he's like, let me show you the big book of British smiles. (laughs) Oh, what a gag that is, too. And when he finally gets to the prince... He's like, stop, I can't take any more. So, of course, Maggie's not doing too good on her. On her, uh, her exam. She's got... She uses 
a pacifier. No. Yeah. No. And then he's like, uh, little Lisa's going to need braces. He yells at Marge for lying, too. Oh, yeah. Lies. He's like, are you sure Lisa needs braces? Well, see for yourself. And he pulls up that computer image and just keeps aging her. Like, one of the teeth, like, cuts her skull. Uh, so, so, I mean, she is severely um, overbiting. Yeah. I don't even know if we've ever even seen her bottom teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, at home, Homer is watching pro wrestling from the Springfield Grapplearium. It's a Texas death match between Dr. Hillbilly and the Iron Yuppie. One of these men will actually be unmasked and killed in the ring. And, of course, Homer's like, I hope they kill that freaking iron yuppie. And that's when Marge comes home and says, Homer, Lisa needs braces. He goes, ah. Lisa needs braces. Yep, that's that's the callback, right? <laughs> and he's like, oh, don't worry about it, Marge. We had a strike back in the 80s, and we got a dental plan out of it. That's how I got this scar. And he's showing off. They're all striking, right? And he's demanding a burrito from the food truck. Yeah. Where's my burrito? Where's, Where's my, my burrito? burrito? Yeah, the, the thing falls on him. <laughs> uh, he just starts showing off other scars that have nothing to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Where's my burrito? So, yeah. and Oh, yeah. And they got the other one under the door of a pay toilet. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, we're at the union meeting where Carl's like, oh, old Chucky hasn't been seen lately. We'll pray he's going to turn up soon alive and well. They're like, ah, get to the point. So, it's like, all right, here's the new contract. It's the same thing, but we'll get a free keg of beer for our meeting. In exchange, we got to give up our dental plan. And immediately, Lenny's like, so long, dental plan. And it's dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. And then Charlie drops the pencil to Homer's butt crack. He's like, hey, I lost my train of thought. Goes right back to it, too. And Wait he's a like, minute. My daughter needs braces, and I'll have to pay for that. Yeah, so he immediately halts the meeting. He's like, guys, where would we be without our dental plan? Lenny, you wouldn't have that diamond in your tooth. And then someone takes it. He takes it right out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and Gummy Joe, where would you be without the dental plan, huh? I don't know what I would do without old Chopper here. And then he cracks open a beer with it. <laughs> yes, back when beer <laughs> beers were a complete enclosed can and you had to find some way to puncture it to drink it. Yup. <laughs> oh my god. And then of course, who is that f- who is that man Smithers? Uh, Homer Simpson, sir. Is he a new oh, man? Oh, they do the they do the reset of he doesn't remember who he is even though they have all these reasons to remember it. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, eh, it doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, I know. He lists down a whole thing of things from past episodes that Homer's yeah. done. And his wife drew you in the nude and mocked you. Yep. <laughs> doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> and then, of course, I say Homer's the new union president. All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Nay. The one guy. Which gets called back later. Oh, so great. So, of course, now he's he's all proud to be... Oh, yeah. How much does his job pay? Nothing. Unless you're crooked. Unless you're crooked. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo! 
And he's just like, here's your chance for make a fair stake of the working man. Yup. And lifelong connections to organized crime. And he has that vision of him as Don Homer. I made a special donut just for you. A grazie. Don Homer, my son. Ah, 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 ah. He takes a donut. Molto bene. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's just like, well, you can do a good job, especially if you've got good negotiating powers. Dad, I'll trade you this delicious doorstop for that crappy old Danish ears. Sold! And then the big dough. Uh, Don't worry, Lisa. These braces are painless. They're invisible. And they even release Calvin Klein's obsession for teeth. Well, we don't have a dental plan right now. These things are predate stainless steel, so you can't get them wet. Shows off the horrible old headgear. Yeah, the whole whole headgear. Oh, Oh, it's so terrible. And then, of course, look at him, Smithers. What a worthy foe. Even in our days, we had those, like, friends that were, like, they had to wear the full headgear at night. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to wear it to school, but... Because I had a retainer at one point. I had to wear... I, I had to wear it at night, and then I had to wear it full time. And then a retainer wasn't working, so I had to get the braces for, like... I think I had braces for, like, two years. And then I was good to go. So he, I think we all kind of go through that at one point. But yeah, so he Burns thinks Homer's a go-getter because he thinks he's working out at his station. when He's actually just trying to get a sugar daddy off his back. Finally gets Lenny to help him with it. So Burns has a new strategy. I'm going to call Homer into the office and reason with him. And while he's saying all these things to him, Homer's like, uh-oh, why is he being so nice to me? Is he coming on to me? And he's saying things like, you know, I'll scratch my, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Back if door. I, yeah, if I should <laughs> slip something into your pocket. And then he does the, door shenanigans. the internal scream. <laughs> he winks at him and he's like, sorry, Mr. Burns, I don't go for these things. Sure, I'm flattered. Perhaps even a little curious. But the answer is no. And storms out of there. He drops him off in the helicopter. Oh my god. And then Burns falls out of the helicopter. <laughs> oh, that's the best part. <laughs> Simpson, be a deer and rub my legs till the doctors arrive. And then he just threatens him even more. Uh, so, of course, it's time for Lisa to get her braces. And he's like, to, to make you unafraid, here's all the horrible tools I'm going to be using. Now, hold still, I'm going to gas you. And then they do the Joker scene. Mirror. Yes. Mirror. She just starts laughing. The dog runs away in terror. Uh, And then the hired goons come to kidnap Homer. Of course, they ring the doorbell politely. Hired goons? Yeah. What was that? Hired goons. Okay. So they can bring Homer to Burns' house. And he's like, you know, you could have just called me. He goes, ah, but where's the personal touch you get with hired goons? So, of course, he's trying to bribe him. He goes, check out this TV. It's the largest in the free world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, Bumblebee Man. Man. Oh, Dios mio! (laughs) Here are a thousand monkeys working at a thousand typewriters. Soon they'll have written the greatest novel known to man. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. And then... And here's my basement. And it's just like super generic. Like everyone else's basement. Yep. Pink pong table. That's not as nice as the rest of your house. Yeah, I really should stop ending the tour with it. 
they sit down at the ping pong table to negotiate. And he's like, now let's get down to business. And Homer's like, oh, man, I got to pee. Why did I drink all that beer and coffee? Uh, Burns, I got to use the restroom. It's like, yeah, it's okay, the 22nd door on the left. <laughs> but Burns actually thinks he's a master negotiator because he wouldn't hear him out. Hey, did you find the bathroom all right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he just got fed up. Because he, cause he, of course, he doesn't start counting. He just opens every door looking for a bathroom. But he does keep to the left, so at least he's got that going. He's for got him. that going for him, yeah. <laughs> and then we get the helicopter seed, which is great. Yeah. And then he's so upset about the union thing. He's like, it's like, you know, all the guys at work did this to respect me. You know, they rub my head for good luck. They pinch my belly for the laugh. That doesn't sound like they like you at all. Hey, you're right. Tomorrow morning, I'm punching Lenny in the back of the head. And then he does. Hey, Lenny. He just punches him. Yeah, like. <laughs> and then, of course, we get Lisa's picture day. Come on, sweetheart. You've got a beautiful smile. Oh, there is no God. <laughs> the guy's just mortified by it. Which is, like, such a horrible thing, too. Because if you take kids' pictures, you've probably seen, like, the, the t- kids with, like, hardcore missing teeth because they're losing all their baby teeth at once. and That's just a mean photographer. Why it you... depends, like, what schools you do them for, right? Like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, if you do one for an, a school where inbreeding has happened, you've probably seen way worse. Not saying any particular locations. Like Fulton, New York. I mean, um... <laughs> As Dan relates personally to schools he's aware of. <laughs> yeah, so that's the, uh... So, of course, now Burns, or Homer's had enough. <clears throat> and he's like, I've had enough of this. So, of course, that means immediately strike. All in favor? Yay. All opposed? Nay. Who keeps saying that? It's him. Yeah, let's get him, fellas. He's off on the other guy, and then just beat the shit out of the other guy. (laughs) So the plant workers have gone on strike, and Lisa is there to... Playing guitar, singing songs. Yeah, basically she's there to keep their spirits up for them. I mean, it directly affects her, too. She actually is giving us the narrative in the song. Yes. That's exactly what that's it's it's a great moment too. And then of course he's just like Smithers, bring me some of those strike breakers. Like the ones they had back okay. in the thirties. Yeah, so it's grandpa and all the other old folks guys. It's like the trick and is to tell stories this, that go nowhere. Yeah. We, we aren't as capable as we used to be, but we do have other ways. And this is one of the best moments in The Simpsons history. Talks about he one time I was going into town and I had put a I strapped a onion to my belt because it was the fashion at the time. <laughs> oh my god, it's so. It's so good, too. Yeah, the, the onion on his belt. And he circles back to it, too. And then you just see Burns and Smithers are just bored out of their minds. So Burns, of course, tries the hose. <laughs> that doesn't work. 
Yeah, I mean, you knew it was coming. It was just Burns holding on to the end of the hose, right? And you see the hue, of course, the comically large bulge of water going through the hose. Of course. The cartoon comically large, yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll march day and night by the big cooling tower. They have the plant, but we have the power. Hey, now do classical gas. And he starts, she starts playing it. And he starts, <laughs> starts jamming like, out to it. Dancing and clapping hands. And now it's time to go to... Uh, this is Kent Brockman. <laughs> Homer Simpson thinks he's the cock of the walk. Well, I say he's the cock of nothing. You and I can run the plant ourselves. And they do that montage where they're like running the plant themselves. And then the <laughs> robot workers turn on them. Yeah. 100% loyal. And it's just Burns carrying... Or Smithers carrying Burns out of there. Oh, yeah. So... Brockman has uh, Burns, Homer, and Dr. Joyce Brothers. I brought my own microphone on Smartline. And then, yeah, he's like, and Homer, I'm being told to not talk to you again. Oh, yeah, because he says, <laughs> organized labor has been called a lumbering dinosaur. And Homer screams. He goes, yeah, my director says I shouldn't talk to you anymore. <laughs> he's like, uh, Mr. Burns, I, I believe you wanted an opening tirade. And he's just like, I'm going to destroy all of you. There'll be a terrible vengeance. And then they do the... In 15 minutes. <laughs> yep. Uh, and they do the montage where he, him and Smithers are going to, like, the super secret bunker. They're going through, like, all these security doors. And at the end, it's just the screen door on hinges. And there's a stray dog walking in. He kicks the dog. Yeah, it's just some place in Illinois with a broken door. Like, so much easier to get to. <laughs> That's the best part of the joke, though. But it's the button that turns off the power to the city. <clears throat> And the, as soon as everything goes dark, people start to riot. But Lisa keeps playing, and the, those union workers' resolve gets stronger. And we get one another one of the best moments in Simpsons history, and this is one of the reasons why this is one of the best episodes. Because they it's do the Grinch. Get, they do the Grinch. They do the Grinch, yes. In fact, okay, so here, here it is. Look at them all through the darkness I'm bringing. They're not sad at all. They're actually singing. They sing without juicers. They sing without blenders. They sing without flungers, crep dabblers, and smendlers. Tell Simpson I'm ready to deal. <laughs> it's so good. And then the best is the final resolve, right? You can have your dental plan, but on one condition. You must resign as head of the union. <laughs> and he immediately woohoos. He's doing the woohoo where he's on the ground running in a circle. Oh, the rafflecopter? Yeah. The rafflecopter. And he's like, I don't think Simpson was the brilliant tactician I thought he was. <laughs> and then they're all back to work. The power's back on. The porn district oh, is back up. Oh, yeah. He just comes out and he's just like, all right, everybody, back to work. <laughs> yep. Fake Vomit Inc. is back in business. And Lisa's got brand new braces. And she's like, and that's the tooth. And they all laugh. And then the guy's like, <laughs> I left the gas on. And they laugh even harder. <laughs> yep. Last exit to Springfield. Let's do some trivia about this episode. The producers tried to get several celebrities to play the creepy orthodontist, including Anthony Hopkins and Clint Eastwood. But to no avail. Anthony Perkins agreed to do it, but sadly he passed away before it happened. So it just went to Hank Azaria. 
Uh, Mike Reese thought it would be funny if the plant went on strike. That's how he came up with the script. And it was Jay Kogan and Wally Waldenarski who was like, let's throw in the dental plan. So, of course, one of the jokes while they're watching McBain busts out of the ice sculpture and utters the line, ice to see you. And in an intriguing case of life imitating art, Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, the parody that McBain is based on, would deliver the same ice-themed line in Batman and Robin. Yeah, he even literally ice to see you. Say it, Dan. Yes, he says it. He goes, ice to see you. No, no, say Simpsons did it. No. Simpsons did it first! (laughs) That's right. What are we up to now on Simpsons Did It First at this point? We're not even finished with the fourth season. We've already got like a huge tally mark going for this. But uh, one of one of Jay Kogan's all time favorite Simpsons jokes is, "Did you find the bathroom?" And he just goes, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> I mean, that's a good little classic line there. Did you know that the workers' resistance to the power outage and Mr. Burns' response is a direct parody of How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Wait, what? What? <clears throat> so during production of the episode, they had an ABC camera crew in the rewrite room, which Al Jean says he regrets because they were working on stage direction and they came off as not being very funny. I mean, right? Like, that's, like, the worst time to put in your camera crew is when you're you're doing the part of the script that's not funny. Doing the technical shit, yeah. Yep. Ah, and here's, of course, the trivia. That of Jimmy Hoffa, which, of course, was the, the joke there. And it does say in the trivia that scientific evidence has proved Hoffa is not buried there. So, yep. We can confirm what you said earlier, Dan. That, yep, when they rebuilt the stadium, they confirmed he wasn't there. Because they would have found him. Or did the person that found them get paid <laughs> Or did they? Uh, title of the episode is from Hubert Selby Jr.'s controversial book, Last Exit to Brooklyn. And the story of Homer becoming a union boss is the based on the book's fifth part called Strike. Entertainment Weekly's list of the top 25 greatest Simpsons episodes list created in 2003. Put this episode at... Number one. And then what might be my favorite piece of trivia. (laughs) The original panelist on Smartline was supposed to be O.J. Simpson, but he turned it down, much to the relief of the writers, (laughs) when Simpson Mm. was later trialed for murder. Which was, like, the next... The next year, that 94, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, in a year. Yeah. So there you go. Oh my god. So Never. yeah. OJ Simpson, he was at one point going to be the Terminator and then they decided no one believed he would kill him. Yep. That's why he did it. I accept that as head cannon. No, he killed he killed them because no one they, be the they said I could be the Terminator? I'll show them. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, this is okay, so like like we kinda mentioned before, uh it's not on either of our top lists, but it's a good episode, right? Mm-hmm. So, any other thoughts? Or is that well, pretty much summed it up so, right there? And so I tied an onion to my waist, as was the 
<laughs> I mean, that is that is so good. Yeah, there's some classic moments here. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. Yeah, there there's some great. Where's my burrito? There there's some really good moments just in this episode alone. So to put all that stuff together and then also combine it with a really really good plot, like yeah, I think I think they uh they they hit a gold mine with this episode. I understand so you, why. It's... Have have you ever lived through a uh strike? Almost. We came really really close at dealing with a UPS strike. Uh, as you remember, at my previous warehouse job, we did all of our shipping through UPS minus, like, one single pallet that went to FedEx every day that sometimes had one box on it and sometimes had maybe ten, if that, for on a busy day. But, yeah, we would send out pallets and pallets and pallets and pallets to UPS. And they were predicting a UPS strike. Uh, it was going to be coming up near the end of summer. So we had, it, we had a game plan in line where uh, everybody who was a driver for the company. So that was me and the other two drivers at the time and anybody else who would have been capable. We were going to be driving like Penske trucks to different States to deliver all their stuff. We were going to like meet the sales reps from that state and bring everything down, meet them in the one location, drop everything off to them and then come back. And that was literally going to be our work day while the rest of the warehouse prepared for the next day. And it was probably going to be ridiculous overtime, probably like 12, 14 hour days, but that was going to be the only way to get the customers their stuff. Uh, the strike did not happen though, but we were very, very close. In fact, I even remember it was like supposed to happen in, in the beginning of August. And it was like mid July when I finally asked one of the drivers, I'm like, Hey, what's happening? He goes, Oh, uh, it looks like, it looks like they're going to resign our, uh, our union contract. I think we're okay. And I was like, okay, good. Because I really didn't want to do that. <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. Uh, we came as a growing up, my father's the boy my father worked for was came close a couple times, but they got a thing passed. Like you know, with two if they vote no two more times, it's officially picket time, and they would get it done. Yeah. So yeah, you came pretty close too, but uh, no, I, I I do remember there was a strike when I was younger that affected something people somebody was on strike we weren't able to get like a certain like a certain product or a certain snack food but as we record this episode and as you guys are listening to this episode uh there is currently a frito-lay strike happening so you know if you want to support that don't buy the products so you can support the workers but i mean that's the thing right like i was in a union because I, I was a union rep when I worked at Disney, and, like, I understand the power of unions and also the, the pain of unions, too, right? There's always going to be that thing. Like, they're, they're very powerful. They get stuff done for the workers, but at the same time, they can also be really obnoxious to deal with because they can, they can hinder stuff, too. It really depends on the power of the union, but... And then it comes to a part where everyone's just playing a part. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the owner of the company is an evil man because that's his part to play in this negotiation. You know? And it's just like, is it... Is it as big as people put it out? No, not really. But that's... The world is staged and we are the players. Yep. 
Yep, yep, yep. All right, so the next time we come to you guys on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, we're going to review So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Clip Show. It's a very weird episode because it's full of stuff we've already reviewed, but it has a pretty fun plot to inter- intermix all the clips in it. Yes, we're going to focus on that. So we will review that next time. Uh, check out everything on CKCC Radio. Check out all the other great shows there. Check out our patron, patron.com slash club kayfabe to get bonus content each and every week. Uh, five bucks a month gets you everything. And there's we uh, we welcome new ideas for new content. Check out twitch.tv slash CKCC online to watch Dan and I play video games. Support us, follow us, and that's going to be really, really crucial, by the way, guys, because to keep the show going and to keep it free, we need some supporters over there on Twitch. We need you guys to watch our Twitch streams so we can become affiliated. That's going to do wonders and keep CKCC Radio going. And, of course, CKCCRadio.com. I'm doing my best to keep up on all the updates here. As you're listening to this episode, I was completely updated. Maybe this episode's missing right now, but I'll have to add that. But I'm doing my best to keep up with that stuff. Uh, We will see you guys next time for a Simpsons clip show, the first of many Simpsons clip shows, but probably the best clip show that they're going to do, ironically. And we'll see you guys next time on another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Just like I'm podcasting, nothing at all.